Welcome to our Sunday morning segment of the Grace Chapel podcast. If you would like more information about Grace Chapel, visit their website, gracechapel.org.au. There you can find more materials in growing your identity in Christ. Good morning, everyone, and I hope you're all doing well in, uh, in this lockdown time. This morning, I want to talk about this particular verse, which has a great deal in it uh, for each one of us. And uh, it says uh, in John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. Now there's a great deal in this uh, just small verse that Jesus spoke. And so I want to unpack it a little bit for you uh, this morning. Uh, and Jesus is first saying that he is the way. There is a way and it's through him alone in our lives uh, and Jesus is claiming something that's very important and quite strong he's saying I am the only way to my father now you and I we live our lives and we have our own way of doing things our own way of thinking uh, and we can uh, come to him and ask him for uh, help in our lives. So there's either his way or my way, you see. Now Jesus' way is quite different to our way because we have a whole lot of influences that come into our lives every day. Uh, the media and uh, other people we're even influenced by our parents who, uh, when we were little, they trained us in a certain way and, and we always will have that as a part of our lives. So when, when Jesus says, I am the way, there is a difference between what he is wanting us to live and what uh, the way that I live because of the influences I have had in my life. So we have a choice. Do we want to live his way or my way? Because with his way, he's promising some uh, special things to happen in our lives if we go his way. And so there can be a conflict between these two ways that, that is run inside of our lives. Uh, because when we want to live his way, uh, it's quite different to the way that we would perhaps want to live. There's another conflict. There's, there's a movement to have independence for each one of us. We all want to be independent, but when we are turned to Jesus, we need to move from independence to dependence where we are trusting him with our lives, not just trusting ourselves with everything. Because, As I'll explain, we can get ourselves into trouble. 
<laughs> one way and another in our lives. We, we managed to do that quite well. Now, uh, I want to turn to another section of scripture and this time it's John chapter 10 and I'm reading from verse 9 and in it Jesus says I am the gate those who come in through me will be saved they will come and go freely and will find good pastures the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon his sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf will attack them and scatter the flock, the hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't uh, really care for the sheep. But Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Or in Psalm 24, verse 4 it says show me the right path O Lord point out the road for me to follow lead me to your truth and teach me for you are the God who saves me all day long I put my hope in you alone and that's the truth of following the way that God has for us in our lives now, I've had a lot to do with sheep, and you'll notice in the passage we've just read, it's talking about Jesus is talking about sheep, and I think he seems to know quite a bit about them as well. Now, one thing about sheep is they find many different ways to get themselves into trouble, uh, and I've had plenty of experience of that. Uh, and uh, so the shepherd has to look after them, when they're running out of feed or water, he has to find food for them and uh, to look after them and find a spot where there is water for the day and food. He, he guides them out to where there is food and he looks after them. And when sheep get sore feet, they might have an abscess or they might even have foot rot. Well, sheep can't actually fix that up by themselves uh, they need a shepherd someone to look after them and to help them uh, through uh, with that particular uh, need that they have in their lives and uh, uh, and we need a shepherd too just like the sheep lead a shepherd we need a shepherd someone who'll look after us and care for us because there's many things we don't know our knowledge is limited uh, and so we need someone to help us and guide us uh, in our lives uh, and to, uh, to care for us and to be our leader, to guide us, to show us the right path to live by in our lives uh, and so that we can follow and uh, lead and be led by him in our lives. Now... Uh, 
Isaiah 30, uh, verse 21, it says, Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, This is the way that you should go. Whether to the right or to the left, then you will destroy all your silver idols and your precious images. You will throw them out like filthy rags, saying to them, good riddance, goodbye with you. See, the thing is, with, with you and I, just like sheep, and we're very similar in this way, uh, we can be attracted to stuff that's not really helpful to us in our life. Now, sheep, they love the grass that's on the other side of the fence and they will put their head down and try and get under the fence or they'll put their head through the fence and they'll get that little piece of grass that's just over the other side uh, because it looks so attractive to them. But the trouble is, with sheep, they put their head through and some of them get stuck. And if the shepherd doesn't come along and release them, then they will starve on that very same spot where they put their head through to get that extra piece of grass on the other side. So that's why a sheep actually needs a shepherd. It need, he needs someone to help and to protect him lead him because the sheep, sheep like you or me is tempted by stuff that can often lead us into all sorts of trouble uh, in our lives and we can be easily distracted uh, from a way that is the right way for each one of us. So we have this narrow path that uh, God has for us in our lives and uh, that can bring good blessings to us if we follow it. But there's many other paths to go on, you see. There's many other temptation routes. We can just go off the track and like the sheep, when you're hunting sheep, they'll see a piece of grass over there. and That's not the way you want them to go. But they think that's, that's the best place to be right at that moment. And so they will run off after that. And with sheep, like with people, uh, there's leaders and followers. And the sheep will, the one that leads off, there'll be a whole group of other ones. Oh, that looks pretty good. And so a whole mob can move in whichever direction he likes because, uh, because of the attraction of one particular individual in the group. And the same thing happens with humans, doesn't it? Uh, we can be led off and, and take uh, a like that, that uh, causes problems, not just for the one sheep, but for the whole group of sheep that will follow on behind. Now, in uh, Isaiah 42, verse 16 on, it says this, I will lead blind Israel down a new path, guiding them along an unfamiliar way. I will brighten the darkness before them and smooth out the road ahead of them. Yes, I will indeed do these things. I will not forsake them, but those who trust in idols who say, you are our gods, will 
will be turned away in shame. It will cause trouble uh, into those people's lives. Or in Matthew 7 from verse 13 it says, You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult. Only a few will ever find it. Beware of false prophets who can disguise as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, by what they produce, what's going on in their lives. You can see whether or not they're leading you in a good path or not so good. So remember our verse this morning? Uh, Jesus told him, I am the way. So we've been talking about the way. Then he said, I am the way, the truth. I am the truth. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, I went to the optometrist to have my eyes tested. And the optometrist had all these machines to test my eyes with. I think there was about eight of them. And uh, they tested all kinds of parts of my eyes and even took photos that you could see right at the back of my eyes and he was looking for problems and difficulties. And so he was finding out the truth about my eyes, what they were like. And fortunately he said that they were still not too bad. Uh, so I was pleased about that. That was the truth. He was looking for the truth in this, that particular uh, aspect. And God wants to bring us to the truth as well. There's uh, uh, a great politician from America. His name was James A. Garfield. And he was actually the 20th president in the United States. And this is what he said. The truth will set you free, but first it will make you miserable. There's a lot of truth in that because the truth can actually upset us. We might want to hear the truth. <laughs> it might be quite disturbing uh, for us. Uh, so we need to know the truth because it can produce uh, good things into our hearts and our lives. But it's not always that pal palatable. It's not what we want to hear uh, all, the, all the time. Uh, and John 8.32 says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's what uh, the pres this, uh, Mr. Garfield was talking about. But it can bring pain into our hearts and into our lives. Uh, now the truth can, is a very uh, big subject and uh, it's not always that easy to define. There's a story about a uh, sailor on a ship and uh, he, uh, he must have been in 
reasonably high position and he came on deck one day to, to do his work and he was stone drunk this day. Now he'd been working on this ship for three years and, uh, uh, and this was the first time that he'd been drunk on board. But the captain noticed and he wrote it in the logbook this sailor was drunk on this day. Now, the sailor thought, well, I've only been drunk once. Uh, so he went to the uh, captain and said, you know, this is going to affect my whole career, you know, because you've written this uh, in, in the book, in the log, on the, on the ship. And, uh, and so the captain said, no, I've told the truth, you see. So the next night, this uh, sailor was actually on the ship and it was his time to write up the logbook uh, for the day. And he wrote that uh, today, uh, the, sh the captain is in his bunk and he's not drunk today. And uh, so... Of course, you think, well, when he's saying that, maybe he is drunk some other times. And so the captain read this note in the logbook, and so he came to the sailor and uh, said to him, how about changing this uh, that you've written in the logbook? And the sailor said, no, I, I wrote the truth when I wrote that in the book. But it was sort of, they were both sort of half-truths, weren't they? They weren't the whole truth. Uh, and so when uh, my optometrist looked into my eyes and he did all these uh, uh, investigations, uh, maybe there still could be some problems with my eyes that he hasn't picked up yet, couldn't there? And every time we listen to the TV... It's not necessarily all the truth that we hear because there's a lot of opinion involved in what we hear on TV. You looked at ads on the TV. They don't necessarily tell the truth about a product or a person or whatever. They just tell what they want you to hear so that you'll buy that particular product or whatever it is. So the truth can be manipulated. But Jesus says, I am the way and the truth. You see, with him the truth is uh, completely clear and unambiguous. There's no hidden parts to it at all. And so when he says, talks about the truth, it is the real uh, thing uh, that he is talking about. So you and I, as just like sheep, we need our shepherd to guide us and to lead us and to help us in our lives. We, and we need to know what the truth is. And we need to discover it as much as we can. There's verses in the Bible that talk about uh, just look for the truth. 
find the truth. What is the truth of this particular matter? It may be hidden away and you may have to investigate quite a bit to find out what it is. Uh, to, and because God wants us to have an abundant and full life in, in us. And we need to have the truth, even though it'll be painful sometimes because we mightn't want to hear what, what God is speaking into our lives or maybe a really good friend will tell us the truth about a situation. But we might not really want to hear it and our friend might be a bit frightened to tell us the truth about a, a particular uh, situation that's going on. Now, Jesus is the way and the truth. Then it says, and the life. You see, when we walk down the pathway that God has for us, it will bring us to the truth. And if we accept his truth in our lives, then he will bring life into our lives as well. Uh, a full life. Because that road then brings us, and it says, no one can come to the Father but through me. Jesus is the doorway, the open door to real life for each one of us. In Acts uh, 4.11 it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone because Jesus was actually rejected by many of the people in Israel and then it goes on to say there is salvation in no one else God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved there is no other way he is the way the truth and the life and he wants to bring great things into our lives and he doesn't put us here on this earth all alone without any help <coughs> he has sent his Holy Spirit to help us and guide us. Uh, and in Acts 2, it talks about how that the Holy Spirit came into the world and the, the great uh, difference that it made because the early disciples were really frightened and scared uh, at this really this great point in history. And in Acts chapter 2, and reading from verse 1, it says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was the sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. Holy Spirit gave them utterance. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee. So God has a plan. He wants to intervene and encourage us in our lives because we all have difficulties and, and 
needs that uh, need help with. So we can call out to him for help in our lives and come to him and he will help us each day with the things that are going on in our lives. Let's just ask him to help us now. We'll just pray. We thank you, our Heavenly Father, that we can come to you in the middle of all the distress and all the different things that are going on in our lives and in our nation. We ask you for your amazing grace to help us and to lead us and to guide us and to come in and deal with the issues that we face every day. So we pray these things in the amazing name of Jesus our Lord. Please tune in next week for another uplifting and inspiring message from Grace Chapel. Bye for now.